Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachekai. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real-life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie-cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and, most importantly, enjoy the process. Hello, we are back on the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. Uh, this is Megan, and I am doing another session with a client today. Um, so I'm going to start this podcast with something I haven't shared publicly. Um, so I think some people may know, some people may not, but my mom unexpectedly passed away last year, and I took a lot of time off. I didn't really work with clients all of last year. I didn't take anybody new. I transitioned a lot of people out. Um, Kate picked up a lot of people for me, but I just wasn't in a place to work with people. Like I know I would get such anxiety coming in and I would just, I couldn't help people because I wasn't in a good place to do it. So we'd be talking about food or talking about body image and my brain was just somewhere else. And I realized that I wasn't at my best self and I wasn't helping people in the best way. So all that to say, you probably haven't seen a lot or heard a lot from me in the past year, but the good news is I'm feeling good and I want to kind of get back to what my passions were kind of before I was dealing with all of that grief. And that's what led us here today is one of the first things that I started doing was reaching back out to some of my favorite clients that I worked with. And we are doing this podcast anonymously. So um, this client is named Becca for all intents and purposes. (laughs) Uh, So Becca and I had worked together starting in March of 2020 through July of 2021. When she filled out her intake form for her initial consultation, this is what she wrote. And I'm sure you do not remember this at all. Um, So you wrote, discuss current health and weight management nutrition and fitness regimen, what is not or what is working, discuss past history with disordered eating, what I hope to accomplish in the future, address ongoing concerns with constipation and amenorrhea, which I believe may be related to my metabolism, hormones, diet, and or all of the above, develop a long-term comprehensive whole body plan that is sustainable, realistic, adaptable, 
And man, over the next 16 sessions, we really got into it. Um, So the first thing that was really top of mind for me when I was kind of going back, and I was like, what was the first thing I had to convince her of? And it was that you weren't eating enough. That was kind of the first thing. And we had a lot of evidence to support that. Uh, Number one was no period. You were tracking everything you were eating in my fitness pal to a T. Um, you were not feeling well overall. You were obsessing over food. You couldn't gain muscle despite being consistent with workouts. You couldn't lose weight. Um, and then fast forward, the last thing I'm going to share from your journey was your review that you wrote us on Google. Um, so you said, so this was like a long time after. You actually said, I purposely waited about five months to write my review, as I noticed many were based upon initial consultations. I can assure you the experience gets better and more personal throughout your health wellness journey when working with nutrition awareness. Personally, Megan has helped me to break free from a stressful, obsessive relationship with food and diet that took more than 25 years to cultivate. Instead of feeling constantly disappointed, angry, anxious, and out of control, I have slowly begun to better understand my patterns and to address them, most importantly, in a realistic and sustainable way. To be honest, I was hoping they'd provide me with a blueprint that I could strictly follow to lose weight and or achieve other physical goals, but they didn't, and I couldn't be more thankful. In real life, things don't work that way, and it feels so much better to live a real life. P.S. My family and friends are so thankful as I have become a noticeably happier, more calm, and easier to be with person, especially when food is involved. So then when I reach out to you recently, you were like, you know, I've kind of started to backslide a little (laughs) bit, to be honest. And I was thinking about maybe coming in for a follow up. And that's when I was like, well, maybe we could just do it on the podcast. How do you feel about that? And so that's what's kind of brought us here today. So I would like to hear from you just a recap of like what that journey was like for you and then getting us up to speed to where you are today. And we're just going to do a real live session. Sounds great. Uh, Yeah. So I'm glad that we revisited those two documents because listening to my intake form that is exactly where I was when I came in I just really I felt completely lost and it was an issue a myriad of issues that have persisted pretty much throughout my life and I was completely obsessed with food and diet and exercise and anything that could go along with it but also feeling just completely lost and not really knowing what I should be doing and That's a word that I think is uh, a hindrance to me, which is Mm. the word should. And um, working with you over time, I actually found a feeling that I've never felt before in my life, which was getting rid of the word should Mm. around food, around exercise, around nutrition, and around all of it, and just listening to my body and feeling comfortable in my life and with myself uh it got a lot deeper than nutrition um i know i made a joke a bunch of times that you had turned into my actual therapist and i you did i mean it helped me so much to just start to appreciate myself on a much deeper level than what I ate that day because yeah. that isn't who I am. Yeah. 
And it felt amazing and incredible. And it was a feeling that I honestly didn't know existed. (laughs) I'm getting emotional because it was the first time in my life that I was able to just eat a meal or just think about what I wanted to eat, just eat it however much I wanted until it satisfied me and then move on with my life and feel like I was a normal person and just live. And it felt exhilarating and amazing. And uh, thank you. <laughs> I, you're welcome. I, I think there are so many people that tie their self-worth um, not only to their body size or how they look, but on an even more micro level, like you said, what the meal is, like what they just ate determines how they are feeling about themselves in that moment. And kind of what we found for you was that was like an avoidance mechanism to just not deal with anything else. was like, if I can just focus on this Mm -hmm. next meal Mm -hmm. and then it's really easy for me to like either eat a salad or eat like shit and then I determine what kind of a person I am from that. And that way you didn't have to look at anything else that you were avoiding which is super common like I told you right at the beginning I was like you're my favorite kind of person to work with because I feel like we can do we can have the most change the most impact on your life it's not about me teaching you macronutrients and how to eat healthy it's about how do we change your view on food and yourself and how you feel about yourself and those lines always get blurred between like dietitian and therapy (laughs) yes (laughs) yes it you're exactly right about the blurring of the lines. I I think it's so deep. I mean, I can't even... I don't know why I decided at a certain point in a super young age to attach my self-worth to my size and what I was consuming, but I have. And that's really hard to get away from. Can you think back to, like, the first time that you remember doing that? Uh, I think it probably was sometime around middle school, which I think is a tough age for a lot of people, mainly girls maybe, but probably everybody. Um, But just feeling like generally kind of uncomfortable with myself in general, which I think everyone does. But Mm -hmm. for me, my way of or the shape that it took for me is that I I needed to be a certain size. Okay. And then at first, I, I, yeah, I think I started restricting food around that time and getting away from, you know, if you think about the way that you eat when you're a kid. Yeah, what were you, do you you remember, like, what did you restrict or what was the first thing that you did? I think I mainly just, (laughs) I think the first thing that I did was just more along the lines of not really eating. Yeah, (laughs) just avoiding food in general. And great news, that worked really awesome to change my size. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep, first time, always works. So (laughs) that gave me a lot of positive reinforcement at the time. It Mm -hmm. felt good. It Mm -hmm. felt very powerful. I was in control. I I could control not eating, and I was losing weight, and I was getting comments made about it from mm-hmm. friends and family, and I it felt great, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. And it, pretty much from that moment of time, the rest of my life, when I don't feel great, 
my brain is like, oh, remember that thing that you did? That felt awesome. We should do that. We should make, let's make a new diet plan. Let's do, let's, whatever it is, come up with some plan, quote unquote. I would get excited about the plan, Mm -hmm. about the potential of the plan. Mm -hmm. Plus also I like the control of the plan and that persisted all the way until I mean when I was sitting in your office the first time and you told I could tell towards like we're like 75% through the session and I was like this this is not gonna gonna give me (laughs) like I came in here for a meal plan when are we gonna get to the meal plan because I can follow anything if you Mm -hmm. told me to eat one grain of rice at 3 10 p.m each day I would have done that yeah and instead, you told me to stop tracking everything, <laughs> stop weighing, stop paying attention to what I was eating. And it felt terrifying <laughs> because everything inside of me was telling me, oh, but that's not the thing that we do. And that's not how we have control. And it was hard, you guys. Like, it took a long time yes, <laughs> to yeah, yeah. work through it. When you've been doing something like that for so long. And there's so many clients that I've seen where we've had that initial session, and I'm like, they're never coming back. <laughs> like, that's never, they're never going to. But I will not give you what you want because I know it's only a two-week solution at that point. Yeah. It's not. So I have to, like, you have to be ready to hear it, too, to be totally honest. Yeah. Um. And maybe you had, if you had come a year before then, you might not have been ready to hear it. I actually, in hindsight, think, um, because I mentioned, it, this was in March 2020, mm-hmm. a lot of things were going on mm-hmm. and changing in my lifestyle, as everyone's, everyone's lifestyle changed. I think that it was a fortunate circumstance for me because some of the changes that were happening with society and my work enabled me to really dive in and listen to you and not just revert immediately back to the old patterns that felt comfortable for me. Yeah. And for that, I'm really thankful. I mean, that really benefited me. And once once a few sessions went by, it was so uncomfortable. And I really, <laughs> some of the sessions, I was not very happy. <laughs> but I could tell that I was changing. Mm-hmm. As much as I was fighting it, and I'm so happy that I stuck with it and you stuck with it. Yeah, there were times yeah. that I was like, is she going to quit me? I know. I, I remember know. you asked. You are like, do you still want to see me? And I was like, yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you did a really great job of journaling through this process. Yeah. And it's something that I try to get a lot of people to do, and maybe if they haven't done it before, they can't really get behind it. But what that did for you and I was it gave me the ability to kind of see what was happening behind the scenes and really call out your patterns that maybe you weren't mm-hmm. even able to see. I know you were able to see some of them as you're like, oh, I'm writing this again, I'm writing this again, I'm writing this again. But I thought that was really helpful in our work together. Yes, it was really helpful. And <laughs> I actually just moved and I have all those old food journals still, mm-hmm. which mm, do I need to know what I ate for lunch on May 20th of 2020? <laughs> Probably no. But I, for some reason, was reluctant to get rid of them because I did find it so insightful, not what I was putting in my mouth, but the insights that you provided and that I started, that was really when I started to be able to understand myself yeah. and actually be able to listen to myself. I mean, one of the 
saddest but most impactful things as I remember there it might have been that first session or it was one of the very early ones where you said something to me about well when you get hungry you can eat xyz and I asked you well how will I know when I'm hungry (laughs) and I legitimately did not know what that was yeah because I either definitely knew what the, like, severe hunger felt like, which I had equated a lot with power and control and winning. Yep. So that was messed up. But then, like, okay, I was like, okay, well, I I know I'm not supposed to be starving, but how will I know, like, when it's time to eat again? If you're not going to give me a schedule, much to my dismay, Mm -hmm. how will I know? And over time, I started to really feel my body and be able to understand. And some days, I, I'm twice as hungry as I was the day before. Yeah. And that's actually normal, I yeah. found out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's changed my entire life, um, top to bottom, my attitude around food, my ability to enjoy because I do like eating and I like food and I want Mm -hmm. to be able Mm -hmm. to have that as part of my life without it being some type of a trigger um but I will say when you reached out it was really ironic because I had been feeling like maybe I should be reaching back out Mm -hmm. for I called it like a little bit of a Mm tune-up um I have had some life changes over the last few years and um uh just getting used to some of that stuff I think that my self-esteem has maybe wavered a little bit here and there and because it's old familiar territory my brain started telling me one way or another that i i didn't make a diet plan i still don't have a scale um but instead of just being able to realize that i'm hungry think about what i want to eat eat the thing in a mindful way (laughs) until i'm full of it and then move on with my life and not worry about it anymore I did start and I will bring back up the word should mm-hmm. where instead of just like oh I'm it's the morning and I'm hungry I would start to think well I might have this for lunch so what should I have this morning mm-hmm. to help okay. balance that out and it hasn't it's not out of control um but it's the, the way that it's re-entered and honestly I can't t- I cannot separate my self-worth from my these types of thoughts so I don't know if it started with the food okay and then I told myself well I wasn't following policy and I should feel bad about myself or if it started with feeling a little bad and kind of going back to that to try to make myself feel better or maybe it's all kind of works together Mm -hmm. um but I have definitely noticed that the magical freedom that I did enjoy for quite a, a long time um, has gone by the wayside. It's gotten out of kilter where I fu- I'm basically restricting in some way, shape or form, probably in the daytime. And then I've had like some of those nights where I'm like, oh, well, I ate a cookie this afternoon, so maybe I should just have like three or more, four more other things that I normally don't eat. And then, tomorrow morning as soon as I wake up I tell myself I'm a bad person because I did that Mm -hmm. yesterday Mm -hmm. 
And I am in a little bit of that cycle again. It mm-hmm. absolutely is like a fraction of how it ever was. Um, but you feel it creeping in a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know everything that we talked about, so I don't, I don't know how um, <laughs> you can help me. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Here's first thing I want you to think about is when you, <laughs> excuse me, when you had your magical freedom, what would may- maybe a day look like with magical freedom versus what the day looks like when you're trying to, like, should yourself into something or you're punishing yourself from the day before? Like, compare those two things for me. Um, okay. Like, from a lifestyle or, like, the food? <laughs> whatever is different. I mean, whatever you... Like, if you're... If it's a normal every day, you're waking up the same time, you're going to work the same way, but the just the food is different, okay. But if you've noticed that it's different based on what else is going on, hmm. maybe you haven't noticed. Maybe you need to get back to journaling that again. I actually have gotten pretty far away from journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when you brought it up, I was like, okay, well, that is probably what I should do. Okay, some of those days, so I... My my lifestyle has changed some since then um, to where I'm either working from home or I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm traveling, I, ha- I have more of the magical freedom. Okay. And I think it's because I sort of let myself in a way, like I know I'm traveling. So it's like, well, I'm just going to do the best I can. I'm going to try to incorporate vegetables wherever I can get them. Some meals have them, some meals don't, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I stick with my workout routine as much as I can, but maybe there's a day that I don't get to. And everything's fine, and I feel pretty happy and exhilarated and okay. comfortable about what I'm putting in my body while I'm traveling. Remember when you used to pack an entire suitcase full of food yes. when you would travel for work? Yes. Okay. okay. I'm not going to say that I don't take. <laughs> well, the RX bars, I think, is Fine. like a hoarding situation. <laughs> yes. I have one in every bag. It's it's probably weird, but that's okay. Let me have my things. Sure. <laughs> um, but you were taking, yes. like, tuna packets, yes. protein shakes, yes. powder, like, it, like a whole suitcase. It was weird. Um, <laughs> it was really weird. Yo- yogurt that wasn't refrigerated. That's probably... Poison. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, so don't do that. Um, I take still some bars and stuff like that just to make sure that I have food. Sure, that's so that I don't normal, starve. Norm, normal. <laughs> but Love yeah, normal. so traveling seems to be okay. I think it's more, I'm glad that I'm thinking about this because I think it's more when I'm home. Okay. And now that I'm thinking about it, I. I think that part of me, A, is probably like, well, you've been traveling. You need to tighten up, like, the diet. But then also, I sort of do feel like because I'm home, I should have, I do have maximum control over what I can eat because I'm there and I can choose it. But also, I think... I get a little lonely working from home day in and day out and everything's on video and there have been weeks where I don't have any human, actual human, 3D human Mm -hmm. uh, interaction. And 
that does feel kind of bad. Um, and I think that now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably a combination of those two things is that I'm not super happy because I'm there and I'm alone. And then that kind of leads into what I was saying about the night because then work's over and I don't have any more video calls and by myself. And it's kind of like, well, I've been good all day. Yes. I deserve yes. something. Yeah. But then I also, it's coupled with all of this messed up guilt where, like, part of one part of me is telling me I deserve it. And the other part actively at the same moment is like, you're a bad person for yeah. doing this. Yeah. This is not uncommon at all, especially, like, after all of 2020. And there's so many people that work from home now. And, um... You're looking for something to make you feel good at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and food is actually the easiest thing mm-hmm. to do that. And so a lot of people do go to that. Uh, one of the things that I'll do with clients in your position is figuring out something, some way to connect with community mm-hmm. once you close that computer and you're done with those video calls because that is what you're craving mm-hmm. is human connection, some mm-hmm. type of connection. And instead you're connecting with food and then that connection is making you feel bad mm-hmm. about the connection that you made with food instead of with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had this conversation with a client maybe two weeks ago. Um, she wants to start going to hot yoga at Warrior One. Mm-hmm. And she tells herself she's going to do it every day that mm-hmm. she's working. For. Like, I'm going to get done with work and I'm going to go do it. And then she doesn't because she's just in that routine of not leaving her house, not being on a schedule. Like, I just, okay, like, it's just easier to stay because you mm-hmm. stay stagnant. You're not, you haven't been in motion. You're just at home. And then the effort that's required to now leave your place, mm-hmm. get in your car, be around people. Like, mm-hmm. but then the feeling that she has when she leaves mm-hmm. that place yes. is undeniable how different she is. She's like, oh, you know what? People actually aren't that bad. (laughs) These people, like this girl next to me was so nice and she talked to me and I like felt so connected Mm -hmm. after that. And sometimes you don't talk to anybody, but you're all doing the same movement at the same time. And that just makes you feel like a human. We're not meant to be just stuck in a box all day talking to a screen so it's not abnormal to feel bad after a day like that and then look for something Mm -hmm. to make yourself feel better but what we know is that food is food isn't doing that for you so Mm -hmm. we have to find something else to make you feel connected to a human at Mm -hmm. the end of the day that is going to require some effort on your part and your brain is going to want to say nah you don't gotta do that just Mm -hmm. just stay here yeah I think that you're right. And the days, I mean, I have, I've been doing a lot of two-a-days because I'm a morning workout. And then I I recognized this at some point in the last couple of years. And so I did start scheduling like, okay, well then on Monday, I'm going to go to yoga. Tuesday, I'm going to go to Pilates like at night, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which, or take a walk or something physical, a second, like, full workout, which I don't necessarily know I should be doing two <laughs> full workouts. Um, I don't think it's helping. I, I actually think that that probably has contributed maybe in some way to getting a little off rhythm because I'm probably hungrier. Mm, for sure. But then tomorrow I feel like, oh, I need to be eating I should, quote unquote, <laughs> mm-hmm. be eating my 
diet plan, whatever that I've come up with for that day, I just have gotten a little bit off kilter. Okay. Um, Do you- so that's a good idea. That's a good point about the evening <clears throat> activities. Um, but yeah, what else? <laughs> So, well, I'm going to put it back on you. Like, what do you think would make you feel connected at the end of the day? Like, do you think, like, going on a walk and calling somebody? Like, what are the things you think you could do that would be your options for it? Because the, <coughs> the working out was just the easiest go-to because I know somebody else is going to be in class. Yes. Um, whereas, like, a friend might call and cancel, whatever. Like, there's going to be someone in class. Yeah. Um, so... What do you think would help you to make feel more connected? I think the, there's a variety of those kinds of... Yeah, taking a walk and also doing a phone call. I've only done that a couple of times, but I always do feel really good after it. Um, a few times I've gone to a friend's house for dinner, mm-hmm. which is great yeah. because it gets me out of... First of all, I have to eat whatever the food is. So it gets me out. Of, it gets me back into the freedom mode because yes. it's like I didn't get to just control show it up. and it's okay. But I also get human interaction. So that's been good. Um, but I don't have like a – you can't be doing that all the time. So <laughs> Here's what you do. You do a standing appointment like once a month. You pick the one friend. You do the once a month. And then you pick like another friend. And then you do the once a month with them. Yeah. And then that way there's like two weeks that you're doing – you know what I mean? Yes. So – and then you take control as well to say, like, I'm going to invite somebody over yeah. twice a month. So now you've got four days out of – so that's once a week that you could be doing yeah. that. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, which I don't know. You tell me if this is a good idea or okay. not. Um, so when I am traveling, I I eat alone, like, out alone yeah. kind of often. And I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great because mm-hmm. I – I'm able to actually, I, okay, I know that you, here's the word again, should be like focusing on what you're eating. But for me, it's actually a lot of times better to have interaction while I'm eating mm-hmm. so that I'm not overly focused mm-hmm. on the food. Um, so I'll go out and just like sit at the bar, whatever, chat with the whoever's there, whoever's next to me, whatever, while I'm eating. And I always find that really fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and it feels special around food because they get to eat like restaurant unusual food and that's okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't but I never do that at home right like I never go out alone I could do that what if you had like a Monday night spot yeah or like a Tuesday night spot that you always been to because then I bet there's people that also do the same same thing (laughs) that are there by themselves chatting up the bartender whatever and even that could make you feel yeah like more of a community feel and it doesn't have to be the place with the bar food like Mm -hmm. you can go to a place with a plate with a meal that you're still gonna feel pretty good about Mm -hmm. walking out the door because i don't want you to go into it and be like i have to choose between being healthy or having interaction like that's not the choice that we want to make we want it to kind of meet somewhere in the middle where you're feeling confident about it in every way yes Um, I will say, however, on that topic, now I think I'm going in like a slight other direction. So I have also been, uh, well, I'm in the process of making new friends and meeting new people um, around town and, and stuff like that. I have noticed that there are some times where I might like go out 
to meet someone like for a drink or for dinner or whatever it is. And then when I get home, like it's usually because I wasn't like super connected with the person. Um, when I get home, sometimes I feel like eating. I Yes, I feel like that is normal. And it's like I just ate, so it, I'm not hungry. Yeah, I feel but like I'm normal. like I just can't go to bed unless I eat something right now, and I know that that's emotional. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how else to like relieve that type of feeling because it's like I just spent all this energy. You're with decompressing. Someone. You're u- you're using the food as a decompression. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like I've expended energy, and somehow I need like a release. Yes. Yeah. Are you introvert or extrovert? I think I'm starting to realize that I might be introverted. Okay. Although uh, I don't, I'm outgoing, so it's tricky for people to you recognize can, yeah, that you in can, me. Definitely, you could be an outgoing introvert. I, the way that I always describe it is like, where do you get your energy from? And so what you just described is like, it's not that you don't like going out and connecting with people, and mm-hmm. it makes you feel invigorated. But then you're recognizing you go home and your battery's pretty drained. Mm-hmm. And so you need something to fill that battery back up. And you're using food mm-hmm. to do that, which I think is really common with people. You go out, you kind of give your all, mm-hmm. you come back. Okay, now what? Like, mm-hmm. you want to decompress, you, maybe you turn on the TV, maybe yes. you grab a snack, whatever it is. It's not about hunger or your body needing food. It's about your brain just coming down from a high and now trying to make up for the energy that you expended. And I think there's an aspect of that uh, if you zoom out, because when I'm traveling, I'm very busy, I'm go, go, going. I feel great because I'm I'm on like a, a, an up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when I get home, it's like I unpack. I don't have any activities really on the books. It's a hard swing in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And but it's it's a it's a big picture type of the same thing where I'm decompressing from the travel and I do need that. I yeah. can't just I'm not a nomad type of person. I don't think I can just live being on all the time, but it is the same kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what other what things do I can do I do if I need? What yeah. should my meal plan be? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. How could I decompress without? Because then that's another. That is another time where tomorrow morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, I can't believe when I got home, I sat there yeah. and watched Netflix yeah. and ate. I'm a bad person. So in this scenario, a lot of times when it's whether it's. I get home from work and I snack. I go straight to the kitchen and I snack. Or whether it's, um, it doesn't matter what time I get home or if I already ate dinner, the first thing I do is open the refrigerator. Uh Or for some people, it's right before bed. I'm gonna go and check and see what's in the fridge. I'm gonna take a couple bites of something before I go to bed. Or maybe it's right when I first wake up. I'm gonna wake up and pick something out of the pantry. It's like these habits that we have formed for whatever reason, whether it's out of hunger or not, sometimes it makes, instead of trying to change that habit, it makes more sense to plan for that habit. Okay. So let's say like you're meeting somebody new, you're going out, 
and you're thinking like, I'm probably going to want to eat when I get home. Mm -hmm. Just saying that out loud to yourself and planning for it sometimes negates the need to do it because you're kind of accepting of it instead of the like push and pull of don't do this, you shouldn't do this, don't do this, you shouldn't just be like, you know what, I'm going to want to eat when I get home. Mm -hmm. And kind of keeping that in mind as you go, as you order, as you're talking, like be like, you know what, like I'm probably going to want to eat again when Mm -hmm. I get home. What is it that I'm going to want to eat when I get home? And maybe making a plan for it when you go out to say like okay when I get home I'm going to have an RX bar when I get Uh home I'm going to have what are those cookies that you (laughs) do you still like those cookies what are they Uh, it's like someone's name healthy oatmeal bites or something the ones from Publix everybody's seen them it's like yeah it's sweet something or I don't I don't it's like a healthy cookie there's like chocolate ones chocolate chip ones I'm sure you've seen them um, so if that's like in the repertoire yeah. and it's in your head that this is okay, like yeah. take it off, like put it on the table instead of trying to take it off the table, okay. that alleviates some of that pressure for you yeah. to be okay with doing it. And then once you get there, you may not want to do it. Or if you do, it's okay because you've already put it on the table. Okay. That makes sense because I kind of do, I'm kind of doing that anyway in a sort of way, except I'm also constantly fighting it. Like, yeah. like I'll be out and be like, mm, I'm probably going to eat something when I get home. Mm-hmm. What should I eat? Mm-hmm. But then the other side of my brain is like, oh, don't think that. Don't eat when you get home. Yeah. That Alyssa's. Yes. 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 <laughs> and that's kind of what we did with them before was uh-huh. you were like, I want to eat two of these every night. I yeah. want to eat two of them every night. It doesn't matter if I have a pint of ice cream. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I haven't had a dessert in a week. I want to eat two of these every night. And we were like, okay, eat two of them every night. Yeah. And then sometimes you would, sometimes you wouldn't. Well, that was one of the things that was so crazy <clears throat> in our sessions when you would just say, okay. And <laughs> then I would be like, panicked because it loses all of its power yeah exactly like Mm -hmm. when you stop having it up on this pedestal these two cookies Mm -hmm. and they're just along the same lines as lettuce or ice cream or whatever it is that was the magical freedom yeah that was what opened that door and I think what you said of, of when that started is like being in that middle school phase where you don't really have power over your life at all like there's not a whole lot of changes you get to make as a middle schooler so especially like as women we're noticing like i remember one of the first things i noticed about my body is sitting and my thighs were all spread out on the like pew in my christian school and looking at it and being like oh why are my thighs all spread out and then like the power of oh i'm gonna go to lunch with with the boys but i'm not gonna eat anything i'm gonna show them Mm -hmm. that i'm not going to eat anything and Mm -hmm. it does give you this like feeling of i have control over something because you don't have a lot of control over most things as a middle schooler but then you feel what that control feels like and then that leads to you needing that control in other areas Mm -hmm. of your life and you In other areas of life, you do get positive feedback from being a controlled person who follows rules. Career-wise, you've been very successful. And a lot of that is because you follow rules, you set goals for yourself, you Mm -hmm. do that. But when it comes to food and wellness and nutrition, those types of people don't do very well Mm -hmm. in this arena because you can't always live this life of like the all or nothing, always follow the rules or you're driving yourself insane uh-huh. <clears throat> yes it does. I was I think I was insane when I came in here initially um yeah 
And then I think the the other thing that I've noticed, it's along the same lines, but when I am, maybe even I guess when I'm, I lied a little bit, I guess when I'm traveling (laughs) and I said like, oh, I just try to do the best I can. Like, that's not completely true because I'm not in the magical freedom mode. I will, I... I think for me, it's difficult and sometimes to discern what's just like a healthy decision, which is maybe like I'm at a restaurant and I order something and like you get the food from the restaurant and you know that it's like a lot of food. You don't need to eat that full portion. And I think that that's okay to know and that's a healthy understanding. But for me, where it turns a little dark is I immediately start to calculate like exactly how much of it I would be okay for me to eat. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And instead of when I had the magical freedom, I just ate and enjoyed myself and it was delicious. And then at a certain point, I just felt like, oh, you know what? I think I've had about enough of this and it was okay. And I just moved on. And I don't have that full freedom. Yeah. Okay, this is a big question, um, but I feel like there's a theme here, and the theme is lack of fulfillment and yes. looking to fill that void. Yes. And so you're reverting back to these old behaviors to try to fill that void that they're not going to fill. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So then, bleeding into therapy, we need to look at just overall fulfillment because um like looking at the food manipulating the food adding more protein taking adding in a snack like that it ain't gonna do it no Mm -mm. no it's not gonna do it it's looking at life overall fulfillment overall and taking the food out of it yeah yeah You're right. I'm inactively in therapy as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. That's the theme of it. Um, so we're, we are working through that. But food has come into um, my therapy sessions a lot lately, especially. Um, and I've talked about you in there a lot <laughs> in a very positive way. Um, and that was what she said. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't be a bad thing for me to just come back in and check in with you on the food side. Yeah. Um, and I think the things that we've talked about are definitely helpful, but I think probably more work on, okay, so eating more protein, <laughs> eating more protein's not going to fulfill my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I do think like some of the things that we talked about, so like the recognizing when you're lacking that connection and maybe making a list of five things that you uh-huh. can do and that way you have an option. Like uh-huh. what are my five things? Is it having dinner at a friend's house is it inviting someone over is it going to like maybe I pick three go-to spots Uh that I kind of go and I sit at the bar and it's the same people and I get that connection is it a workout with people is it walking and calling a friend so Uh that's five things that you can choose to do um I think it's like we talked about if you're gonna eat something after know that you're gonna eat something after and then it either you leave it on the table or you take it off the table and it's no big deal and it's nothing to stress about Mm -hmm. but then I think overall asking yourself like what is missing for me here and how do I get more of that thing like Mm -hmm. what I think we did a little bit of this in our sessions like going back to like what are the things that bring me joy Mm -hmm. 
And then am I doing enough of all of these things? And if not, how do I bring more of those things into life? And I think that'll lessen the food noise that you're hearing. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I do too. Awesome. Anything else? I don't think right now. Okay. I think it's a good place to wrap up. So Nutrition Awareness Squad, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.